Welcome, fellow players. My name is Victor Silfera and this is Generation PlayStation. You might have a PS5 and I might be getting one this week. Let's talk about it. Yes, it is true. You, you who are listening to this episode, you might already have a PS5 because in some territories, the PS5 has already launched. Territories like the US, Japan or other territories that I'm too jealous to name because I'm only getting my PS5 and I hope that's the case. It's not 100% sure, but it seems to be going well that I'm going to have my PS5 delivered to my home this week. Because I live in Europe and as you might have seen from all the news regarding the PS5, Europe is getting the PS5 a bit later. Which is a bummer, but that's how it is. So, yeah, you might already have the PS5 and I hope you are enjoying it because a lot of people seem to be enjoying it quite a lot. There are also some issues, but let's talk about that in just a minute. For now, let me just remind you that this is GenPS, the Generation PlayStation podcast, a podcast that is all about the love for PlayStation. In this podcast, I like to talk about the present, you know, the news regarding PlayStation, what is coming out that might be interesting to you. I, of course, cannot always cover everything, but I try to do my best to give you all the news that I see as the most relevant news regarding PlayStation. But of course, if you want to get everything, you might listen to this episode and then afterwards... Check out some of the good sites out there, some good video game reporting sites doing great work like IGN, Eurogamer, Kotaku, um, Polygon, so many great sites out there. So that's where you get everything. And here I'm trying to condense it into an episode to give you an update. You know, every Monday I try to post this um, these episodes so that you can get a look at what happened in the past week. So kind of like a bit of a recap, so to say. I also like to talk about the newest PlayStation games coming out and how well they are received. But I also like to talk about things that are not just from the present, but I also like to talk about the past. And also I like to speculate about the future. I have this section called the Triangle of Time. And there I take one thing that happened in this week, but many years ago, or it doesn't have to be many years ago, it can be just one year ago. Something that is historic for PlayStation. For example, I've covered the launch of the original PlayStation. So I really like to talk about the past, the present and the future. All things concerning PlayStation. Because this is a podcast for the love of PlayStation. But this time around, just like the last week, I'm going to leave all that history part out of this episode. Because there's so much stuff happening with the PS5 launch that it's just impossible to have everything in one episode and make the episode not extra long. So if you like that kind of stuff, that history-specific PlayStation stuff, then don't worry, that is coming back once everything settles down a bit. Okay? So let's get right to it with the first section, the Circle of News. And so the Circle of News is all about the current news in the PlayStation world. And of course... I could be talking just about the PlayStation 5 because, well, there is enough to talk about there. But there are also other things happening. And one thing that I mentioned uh, last week was that Take-Two was thinking about buying Codemasters. 
the guys behind, for example, the game Dirt. And um, now that deal is actually a real thing. They have decided to buy Codemasters. The deal is worth $994 million. And it is expected to be completed in spring 2021. And I'm reading this off Eurogamer just so you know all these informations. Um, I already covered this uh, last week pretty much. My thoughts on how this could go. Positive and negative. And yeah, it's it's a gigantic uh, acquisition that is happening once again in the gaming space. We had the acquisition of Bethesda by Xbox or by Microsoft. And it wasn't really just Bethesda. They bought ZeniMax, which includes uh, even more than just Bethesda. And now we have this. So a lot of stuff happening. And also there are some rumors. And I will not do a, an entire segment about this. I will just quickly say this. That there are some rumors that Sony is trying to buy or is in talks to buy Bluepoint, the studio behind Demon Souls, the, the newest Demon Souls remake they also did the shadow of colossus remake so they are a great studio and they know how to do uh, these kinds of things these remakes um it would be interesting to see them actually do an own game um but if they just stick to remakes i mean they are amazing at doing that and i think that there are so many games from the playstation history that could be remade and would be amazing to see on the PlayStation 5. So it's very interesting. And I would be uh, happy if they could buy Bluepoint. But as of now, just rumors. So that's all I'm going to, I'm going to say. Um, something that is a reality is that we got some new information regarding upcoming games. Upcoming exclusive first party games from Sony. And these games are Horizon Forbidden West, uh, Gran Turismo 7, Ratchet and Clank. Rift Apart and also Returnal. That last one, definitely not a first party game, but it is an exclusive and it is interesting because we now know some more specific dates from a trailer that Sony put out for these games. Um, it's a trailer that is showing these games in one video. It's not multiple videos showing different trailers for these different games. It's one video and it shows all of these games and in this video, you can see the information in a small footprint saying that Horizon Forbidden West is expected to come out um, the second half of 2021. And Gran Turismo 7, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, as well as Returnal are expected in the first half of 2021. And this is great news, right? Because from looking at this, we know that PlayStation is going to have an amazing next year. Um, I think that this is pretty much what people were expecting, especially for Ratchet and Clank. It was expected, or a lot of people were expecting this game to come out in the first half of the next year, and Horizon Forbidden West uh, to come out in the second half is uh, was also pretty much a given. Um, the soonest, maybe in the summer, uh, was what people were saying, were what people were speculating, and I think that that is reasonable. We could also just see it released in the holiday time frame right so uh, giving it more of a blockbuster moment there uh, i can definitely see that happening but for ratchet and clank i think it was pretty much uh, expected it to be um somewhere in in spring gran turismo 7 is maybe one that um was a bit of more of a surprise at least for me i i was not expecting to see it so soon and returnal 
yeah, I, 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 I'm don't know that much about that game, so I had not even thought about when that game could be coming out. But it is definitely an interesting looking game. And looking at the next year, it looks like another killer year. But one thing that is very interesting is that we did get the get the date for God of War, the next God of War game, God of War Ragnarok, supposedly is what it's called. Um, from one of the Sony events for the PlayStation 5 uh, earlier this year. There it said specifically 2021, and that game was not shown here in this trailer, so the only dates that we got here were for the games that were shown in the trailer, so it does not automatically mean that God of War is now not coming out in 2021, but it's still interesting that we have not yet seen any footage of it, and it's supposed to come out next year, so... Normally, you would have already seen something, at least an image of Kratos. You only got a logo up until now. And maybe it could be reserved for a reveal at the Game Awards. That's something that people are speculating. But I don't know. I'm I'm not sure it, it could be. But I think that it's going to be a 2022 game. And that's also one of the reasons why we did not see it in this trailer. Although... If they were to include it in this trailer, they would have definitely shown before some footage of it. They would not drop the footage of God of War just in this trailer. But still, I think looking at, at this uh, lineup that Sony has for the next year, I don't think that they need God of War. So I think that's all we are going to get next year. And I think it's completely fine that way. I think it's it's a great lineup. And then in 2022, you have God of War, a great game. Uh, if it's any near as good as the last game, then it's going to be a fantastic game, really. And then you add some other game to it, and maybe Final Fantasy 16 will also come out in 2022. Also an exclusive, not a first-party game, but an exclusive for the PS5. And then, again, you have a great lineup for that year. So I think that's the safest bet. But as of now, we still only have that information that they are targeting 2021, also for God of War, but yeah, I wouldn't... I wouldn't count on that. Um, now to some drama that happened at the Ubisoft Montreal studio. They had what was supposedly a hostage situation. Um, they had to call the police and then the police uh, identified that there was no issue there. So no threats um, according to the police. I read this story over on IGN just so you know if you want to read more about this but... I won't uh, talk much more about that because we now know that nothing really serious happened. Uh, there was a hostage call there made, but apparently there are no threats and no risks. So, yeah, that's great to hear. I'm happy that everyone is doing okay. That's that's a great thing. And another great thing, now that we got that drama out of the way, something that is really positive is that there is some cool stuff coming for Neo fans, um, but it's a bit complicated to explain, so I will just um, read this article or a part of this article by Emma Kent over on Eurogamer um, that did a great job trying to explain everything that is happening. So, Neo 2, the complete edition, will also launch on PlayStation 4 on 5th February. While Neo 2 Remastered the Complete Edition, Neo Remastered the Complete Edition and the Neo Collection will come to PlayStation 5 the same day. Those who own Neo 2 the Complete Edition on PS4 will be able to upgrade to the PS5 Remastered version at no additional cost with an update. Those who have an, the base version of Neo 2 can 
uh, on PS4 can upgrade to Neo 2 Remastered on PS5, but will only receive the PS5 versions of the DLC they currently own on PS4. All of the titles available on PlayStation 5 will support 4K resolution for crystal clear visuals, up to 120 frames per second gameplay for silky smooth battle or combat, ultra-fast load times and the ability to transfer your data from the PS4 versions to pick up your journey right where you left off, the PlayStation blog explains. And if you were wondering, and this is me again talking, why the first sentence starts with uh, Neo 2, the complete edition will also launch on PlayStation 4, it's because um, before in this article Emma was talking about um, the PC, so this is also coming to the PC. Uh, if you are into PC gaming, that could also be interesting for you, but I like to focus on PlayStation because this is a PlayStation podcast, so great news for everybody who's a PlayStation fan and likes to play Neo on PlayStation. I think especially the collection is a really, really cool thing, and getting 4K support and also up to 120 frames per second, that's awesome, right? And the way they phrase it here with up to 120 frames per second it's obvious that it will not be together with the 4K resolution. There will be some downscaling happening so that the 120 frames per second are possible. We've seen this with other games and I think it is great to have these options depending on what type of gamer you are. You might um, prefer one over the other. And talking about another game set in Japan, Ghost of Tsushima reportedly sold over 5 million copies. This comes uh, directly from the head of PlayStation Worldwide Studios, Herman Holst, over on Twitter. He uh, wrote this tweet saying, Ghost of Tsushima is our fastest-selling first-party original PS4 game with more than 5 million copies sold since its debut in July. What an incredible achievement by Sucker Punch Productions. And yeah, heads off to Sucker Punch. Um, <laughs> great stuff. I mean, the, the newest update with the online mode now, it's amazing that this game... Uh, came out uh, in July and now is again relevant by this mode. It's great support that they're giving to this game, keeping it alive and keeping it well alive. It's it's doing well. Uh, I've seen it all over the place on Twitch also. And people are loving this game and they continue to love it with, with these updates. It's great work by them. Uh, another example of why PlayStation Studios are so good at what they do. It's it's one of the big advantages that you have over on the PlayStation side. These studios just really know what they're doing. And in this case, with this tweet here, <laughs> the tweet is indeed phrased in a way to favor Ghost of Tsushima as much as possible because these words were chosen specifically first party original PS4 game. So it's not the fastest selling first party game it's not the first fastest selling original game on ps4 but it is the first uh po- the fastest selling first party original ps4 game so of course it's still a great achievement but but there are games like spider-man for example that did do better but then again spider-man is not an original game it's not an original property um so Spider-Man has existed before, so of course if you're selling a Spider-Man game you have that advantage, people know the, the, the character. Ghost of Tsushima is a completely new game, so yeah, it's it's in some ways uh, it's a lot more difficult to uh, do well with such with such a game. Of course, with, with Spider-Man you have to um, take care of all those hardcore fans that they are not disappointed, but at least you have uh, more 
power when it comes to doing the marketing stuff you 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 have more possibilities with ghost of tsushima something that the people don't know you first have to try to explain the world and try to get people interested some way in in into your game and it's not as easy of course so it's it's a great achievement of course but um it's also phrased in a way of course that uh, is trying to um show ghost of tsushima in the best light possible which granted it does deserve that because um it's it's doing uh, great and soccer punch productions they they did some great work there so let's talk about another playstation 4 uh, game that is now playable also on the ps5 and that i just talked about that is spider-man which does have a remastered version for the ps5 if you buy the miles morales ultimate edition and there was this issue where you could not transfer your save data from the original PS4 game um, over to the remastered version of Spider-Man. And now Insomniac Games has actually tweeted out um, something saying that they will work on an update to make that possible. So if you are thinking about playing your save uh, of Spider-Man on the PS5, you just have to wait a bit longer when this update becomes available you should be able to do that. So that is great to hear. Still, I think that this has could have gone a lot smoother. All of this um, transfer of save data, um, it's still a big issue over on the PlayStation side of things. So that's one of the things that I, I do not like about um, all the communication that PlayStation is doing. They could be, be could be handling this way, way, way better. But that's all I'm going to I'm going to say because I already talked a lot about this in the recent episodes. And another thing that is coming with an update maybe if you actually want it a lot uh, is that um Hideaki, uh, Hideaki Nishino, uh, the senior vice president of Sony Interactive Entertainment has confirmed that they might add 1440p support as a resolution to the PS5. If there is enough demand, he said that in an interview with AV Watch, a Japanese interview, and I'm reading this off uh, WCCF Tech by um, written by Arn Arno van der Veld. I think that's the name. I hope that's how you say it. So yeah, if you really want 1440p support because you bought a monitor uh, with 1440p as a resolution for your PS5, then uh, just keep on messaging Sony on Twitter, on Facebook, on all the social media apps that you have and try to make it clear that people want this or at least some people want this. And yeah, it would be a great addition. Of course, it only really makes a difference if um, the, the developers actually support it. I mean, there is a difference and MSI... Um, very well-known brand in the PC gaming space. They actually have uh, a monitor that, or, or multiple monitors. I think that even besides the um, MSI monitors, there are different monitors that can do this. But MSI specifically uh, wrote about this, that they have this trick up their sleeves where some of the, the monitors can accept a 4K signal even if they are actually 1440p. So they will then downscale those um, those 4k images to 1440p so creating a super sampled image on your 1440p monitor which is still a great thing and it will give you a great image it's just that you are not getting the benefits that you might 
have gotten if the developer was supporting 1440p as a resolution from the get-go because then the frame rate could have been increased because the resolution was decreased. So, yeah, if in the future Sony adds this to the PS5, it would be great then if also the developers start supporting it um, and stuff like that is possible where we can get 120 frames per second without having to compromise on ray tracing, still getting ray tracing and 120 frames per second because then the resolution is down to 1440p. That would be great. And keep in mind, if you have a 1440p monitor now, um, and it does not accept 4K, then it will only display at 1080p. And that is why a lot of people are not happy about that. Because, of course, if you bought a monitor expecting to play games uh, in 1440p resolution, now you're only able to play at 1080p because your monitor does not accept the 4K signal. I can definitely see how that's disappointing. And what's definitely also disappointing is that a lot of PS5s are having some hardware issues. Now, I'm just going to say this. Don't freak out, okay? Just keep calm. We have some reports coming from multiple people that is true that their PS5 is having some issues. But this is still a very, very tiny minority of all the people that bought a PS5. And with every tech launch, not just a console launch there is going to be some type of issue, always. There are always things that do go wrong and that only get fixed afterwards. That is always going to happen, okay? So don't freak out immediately just because you saw some guy on Twitter saying, hey, my PS5 is now bricked. Let's let's look at some of the things that are happening. For example, with Spider-Man Remastered, for some reason, if you put it into rest mode and then you come back to, if you put the console into rest mode, so just like with the PS4, if you put the console into rest mode, and then you, you get back into, um, and try to get back into the game, which the PS4 could already do when you get it, when you boot the PS5 or the PS4 from um, rest mode, it went straightly to the game, and the same thing hap happens with the PS5, it can go straight back into the game that you were playing before. Uh, there se seems to be some issues there, uh, where... Uh, consoles do get um, a defect there and you might have to do a factory reset and that could fix it. In other cases, I've seen people saying that it still did not help and that their console is completely bricked. Well, in this case, keep in mind that it's it seems to be specifically happening with uh, Spider-Man Remastered. Just keep that in mind. If you want to play that game, don't put it into rest mode until they put out a patch. If they put out a patch, if they, there is an update that fixes the, this, then you can do that again. For now, just be careful. And the same thing happens with other issues. For example, some PS5 consoles apparently have what is called coil wine. This happens with a lot of tech stuff. Uh, it can happen with um, also with uh, graphics cards on PCs, for example. It's, it's uh, this buzzing sound that does happen a lot and does not mean that your console has an issue but if it is loud enough that you're like okay this is really getting me into a position where i'm not enjoying my console as much as i should be enjoying it then i would call sony support i will try to get this fixed but from what i've seen up until now i don't think that there's any real issue that should make you scared or should make you feel like okay maybe 
cancel your order or something like that. I, I wouldn't do that. I would not worry too much. This always happens. There will always be some issues. And I just hope that Sony is able to fix this as soon as possible. And until the, it is fixed, I think that most people won't be having these issues. It's only a select number of people that will be having these issues. As I said, a tiny minority. And even if you are in that tiny minority, well, I think that the warranty will cover that. And of course, it is a pain in the you know where. But still, it will be fixed somehow. Don't freak out, okay? Keep your calm and it will all be fine. But also, speaking of one thing that I thought was very, very interesting, there are two cases that are so weird with the PS5 launch. And these are not hardware issues, but it's still hardware-related stuff that is interesting. And one thing was that I saw a lot of people getting PlayStation 5 disc editions, although they had bought the digital edition. So they actually got a box that said digital edition, and it's the black box. You know, the the boxes of the PS5 disc and digital edition, they are different. The disc version has a white box and the digital edition has a black box in this case it was a black box but inside was a disc edition so a lot of people are speculating maybe it's because sony did not have enough digital editions and they are just shipping out disc versions instead for some people um maybe that is the case maybe it's also just a mistake made by um the machine at the factory whatever um but I mean, people that are getting a disc version, they might be happy or might not be happy. It depends. Um, I think in most cases, people would be happy to get to get the more expensive console that is capable of accepting both the digital games and the disc games. But there might be also people that are not so happy because they think that the digital the digital edition looks better, which I also think it does. And they never do play any games of of discs. So they do not have an advantage because of that. So it's it's not perfect. It's Even if you get a disc edition, maybe you were hoping to get a digital edition and you are not happy about that. So it, it depends. We, we cannot just say, oh, great thing that Sony is doing if this is uh, really intentional. If it is not intentional, then, you know, mistakes happen. And I think that Sony will try to fix it if people start complaining. And another thing that was also very interesting was that I saw a controller that was shipped, a DualSense controller that had, instead of the cross button or the X button, it had a second triangle. So there was a triangle on top and a triangle um, on the bottom of the sacred symbols buttons. And <laughs> also, I, I, I mean, in this case, it's pretty sure that this was a mistake that happened at the factory some way. Um, it's interesting, but it's nothing... Uh, extraordinary stuff like this happens all the time with um with products being produced in 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 this mass quantity so it's completely normal um it's just funny so now that we got all of that stuff out of the way there's a lot of more stuff that happened like call of duty uh, black ops cold war is now able to run at 120 frames per second warzone on the ps5 is not although it is possible to do that on the xbox series x so maybe the ps5 will also get a patch for that we hope we don't know and also keep in mind to always check that you're running the ps5 version of 
the game that you are trying to play because that is also a bit confusing um that is also something that needs to be improved but yes even a lot more stuff than that happened in this week so if you want to get the whole picture as i said before keep checking the sites that are doing great work out there like ign like gamespot like otaku like polygon like eurogamer like game informer all of those but from my side that's all regarding the news now i want to talk about before i get into the next segment that is fair for your square i want to talk about how the PlayStation 5 and the Xbox Series X compare to each other. So let's just start with this. PlayStation 5 versus Xbox Series X. The power. Of course, the Xbox Series X does have a better CPU and also a better GPU in that it has 12.15 teraflops and the PS5 has only 10.28 teraflops. So of course, in a lot of games, what is going to happen and this will happen in most games is that the ps5 and the xbox series x are going to be on par when it comes to graphics and to frame rates or the xbox series x will have an advantage that is just what's going to happen that's definitely a win for xbox there then the ssd the ps5 ssd is faster than the xbox series x ssd it can give you 5.5 gigabytes per second raw speed or 8 to 9 gigabytes compressed speed. Although with the use of Oodle textures and Oodle cracking technologies, you can get even up to 22 gigabytes per second according to Mark Cerny. While on the Xbox Series X, you only get to have 2.4 gigabytes per second raw speeds and 4.8 gigabytes per second compressed speeds now what we've seen is that in a lot of games especially backwards compatible games the xbox series x is able to beat the playstation 5 in load times but this seems to be because the games were not optimized for the ps5 with new patches coming out for example with assassin's creed valhalla playstation 5 seems to beat the xbox series x and with a game like spider-man miles morales you can get from the main menu of the game into the gameplay in two seconds. On the Xbox side of things, there seems to be nothing that compares to that. But on the other hand, they do have the cool quick resume feature that makes it possible to jump between games without closing them. And on the PS5, you do not have that feature, so you have to close the game that you are playing if you want to play another one. But then there are these cool activity cards that let you bypass all the menus and stuff and get right into a specific section of the game thanks to the power of the ps5's ssd so all in all i would say that the ps5 wins here now when it comes to storage expansion there i think the story is a bit complicated because on the playstation 5 you will have the option to upgrade your storage with m.2 nvme pcie gen 4 ssds but there are no compatible ones as of now so we will have to wait and see on the xbox side of things you have a proprietary ssd and it is a costly ssd but it is available right now so that is pretty cool also on the ps5 as of now you cannot put any ps5 games on a hard drive not even to store them that is possible on the xbox series x but playstation has said that they are looking into this issue so as of now it is very hard to tell how this is going to 
evolve, I think in the long run, PlayStation 5 is on the right track, giving you the ability to choose between multiple M.2 SSDs, presumably, that is what's going to happen. There will be competition and that will bring the price down. But because we don't know for sure, and at least on the Xbox side, we have options right now, I would call it a tie for now. Then there is the controller. And the controller, as you might have seen, is one of the things that people like to talk about the most when it comes to the PlayStation 5. The DualSense controller with its adaptive triggers and with haptic feedback is really revolutionary. In addition to that, the form factor has also changed and, in my opinion, it has changed for the better. It feels better in the hand, although I do think it is a bit slippery. When it comes to the Xbox Series X controller, some people might say that it is an upgrade over the Xbox One controller, but it is so slightly different that it almost does not make a difference. So, because Sony's controller is so revolutionary and everybody's talking about it right now, I would give this win to Sony and the PS5. And speaking of controllers, let's talk about other accessories. So, of course, the big thing that Sony has going for it with the PS5 is that it has PSVR support. So, you can play in virtual reality on a PlayStation 5, which is not possible on Xbox consoles. But on the other hand, when it comes to the sheer amount of accessories available, there's a lot of cool stuff happening on the Xbox side. Like for example, the Xbox Adaptive Controller for accessibility purposes, which is an awesome idea and I hope that Sony someday does a controller just like that. So all in all, looking at all the accessories available, there is this thing that VR is such a big thing, of course, because it lets you play games in a completely different way. But on the other hand, Xbox has cool stuff like the Elite Controller or the Adaptive Controller. So really, I think this is a tie. The next thing I want to talk about is backwards compatibility. This has been a thing on the Xbox side for some time now. But with the PS5, also now PlayStation fans get to have backwards compatible titles on a console with something like 99% of PS4 games working on PS5. That is a great thing and in some cases it does wonders to those old games. Maybe you can now reach 60 frames per second in a title that wasn't even able to hit 30 frames per second consistently before. But you know what? On the Xbox side of things, you don't just get the Xbox One games. You also get Xbox 360 games, original Xbox games. I think that in this case, Xbox is the winner. Although, I do appreciate PlayStation finally giving in and letting PS5 players now also be able to play PS4 games. And when it comes to playing a lot of games, we have to talk about services. Services is one thing that Xbox seems to be focusing so much on. Game Pass is a great deal. Getting you the first party titles just with this subscription and Along with it, so many more great games, it's a great, great offering. And now it even includes cloud gaming as part of Game Pass Ultimate, which also gives you access to Game Pass on PC, which is something that on the Sony side of things, you can use PlayStation Now, which is also a cloud service on PC, but the games will not run natively, they will run in the cloud and that is in some cases something good 
also in other cases it is something not so good because depending on how powerful your PC is it might be better to run the games natively but if you have a low spec machine then maybe it is better to run them in the cloud. But when it comes to that, well, Xbox Game Pass Ultimate with its cloud service does run on Android phones and phone support for PlayStation Now is not here yet. So there is an advantage for Game Pass Ultimate in that regard. And when it comes to the sheer amount of games available, PlayStation Now definitely has more games. But I would say that getting first party games as part of Game Pass Ultimate does make a big difference. And also a lot of other great titles and now... They have added Bethesda games to their catalog and also the future Bethesda games because they bought Bethesda. So that is a big plus. When it comes to Xbox Live Gold versus PS Plus, I think they are comparable. Even though Sony is now giving you the PS Plus collection with the PS5, I still think that there isn't a clear winner here when it comes to PlayStation Plus and Xbox Live Gold. So... I would give this point to Xbox because of the great service that is Game Pass and because it is also available natively on PC, it is available on Android and it includes all the new first party games coming from Xbox, even the Bethesda games. Something that also both of these companies are doing now is that they are offering digital editions of their consoles and in this case they went with two very different approaches. The PS5 has the PS5 Digital Edition, which is the same thing as the regular PS5, but without the disc tray. The Xbox Series S, the cheaper Xbox console on the other hand, is also without a disc tray, but it is also quite a bit less powerful than the Xbox Series X and even the PlayStation 5. So when you look at the price, $399 for the PS5 Digital Edition and $299 for the Xbox Series S, things start getting interesting. Because on the Xbox Series S, you do have that cheaper price, the console is less powerful and the SSD is only 500GB big. And on the PlayStation 5 Digital Edition, you do have to pay $100 more for the console, but you are getting not double the size of this SSD, but 325 gigabytes more and you're also getting a console that is much more on par with the Xbox Series X when it comes to performance. So in my opinion, it is definitely worth it to pay those $100 more. So in my opinion, the PS5 Digital Edition wins over the Xbox Series S. And now let's talk about the most important thing to consider when buying a console. What games are you going to play on that console? So let's talk about the games. And on the PS5, you have games like Demon's Souls, Spider-Man Miles Morales. Games that are getting great reviews and that are really killer apps for the console. While on the Xbox Series X, as of now, those big exclusives are kind of missing. You do have great games like Yakuza Like a Dragon getting great reviews also. But that game is coming to the PS5 in March and you can play the PS4 version that is available right now on your PS5 as well. It won't look as pretty but you are still able to play that game. So in my opinion and looking at what has been the last couple years when it comes to exclusives on the Sony side of things versus the Xbox side of things, 
I'm gonna give this win to Sony and the PlayStation 5. So the end result is, in this comparison, the PS5 wins with 6 points and the Xbox Series X ends up with 5 points. And that last part that I was talking about, the games, let's talk about those games more specifically in the next segment, Fair For Your Square. So Fair For Your Square is a segment where I like to talk about the newest games coming out. Maybe I can recommend some to you. Also, other games that I liked in the past that I could recommend to you. Or some cool deals that are happening and that might help you get your gaming on for a cheaper price. But right now, I will just focus on the newest games coming out. And I will also compare the launch lineups of the PS5 and the PS4. So, let's get right into it. We have some scores now on Metacritic for the PS5. And I will only talk about those games that actually got a score. A lot of games, like like for example Watch Dogs Legion, do not have scores yet for the PlayStation 5. Not even for the Xbox Series X. So this happens on both consoles, where some of the newest games don't have any score as of now. They were reviewed by some sites, but not enough for them to have a Metacritic score. So let's look at the PS5 games. Demon Souls has a 93 rating, Devil May Cry 5 Special Edition 88, Marvel Spider-Man Miles Morales 85, Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War 84, Astro's Playroom 83, The Pathless 82, Sackboy A Big Adventure 78, Bugsnax 74, Godfall 63. That gives us an average of 81 for the PS5 launch games until now at least, because as I said, there are a lot of games that still do not have any score as of now. So let's look at the Xbox Series X launch games, and uh, not a lot of games were reviewed um, or have a Metacritic score up until now for the Xbox Series X. We have Yakuza Like a Dragon with 86, Assassin's Creed Valhalla 85, Dirt 5 83, The Falconeer 66, and Bright Memory. 54. That gives the Xbox Series X launch lineup an average of 75. So in this regard it does seem that PS5 is doing better but again um, a lot of games do not have scores yet so we will only know in a couple of days or even weeks what the final results will look like but yes that's just how it is as of now the average score of the PS5 launch games is better than the one from the Xbox Series X launch lineup of games. And talking about launch lineups, the PS4 had an interesting lineup of games for its launch, and I thought it would be a cool thing to compare the games that launched with the PS4 to the games that launched with the PS5. So for the PS4 at launch, we had Flower with a 91 rating, FIFA 14, 87, Battlefield 4, 85, NBA 2K14, 85, Resogun, 84, Trine 2, Complete Story, 84, Assassin's Creed 4, Black Flag, 83, Lego Marvel Super Heroes, 83, Injustice, Gods Among Us, Ultimate Edition, 80, Need for Speed Rivals, 80, Skylanders, Swap Force, 79, Call of Duty Ghosts, 78, Madden NFL 25, 74, Killzone Shadowfall, 73, Super Motherload, 65, Warframe, 64, Contrast, 
59, Blacklight Re Retribution, 58, Nag, 54, NBA Live, 14, 43. That gives the launch lineup of the PS4 an average score of 74. So up until now the PS5 launch lineup is doing better than the PS4 launch lineup. Of course there are many more games that had scores for the, the, the PS4 launch lineup on Metacritic now because it's been years since those games came out. So of course a lot more games would have scores on them than the, the PS5 launch games there we still have to wait some time to get the full picture but even looking at the total number of games that came out for the ps4 there were some good games on there but i don't think that there is anything comparable to demon souls or marvel spider-man miles morales you have high scores with flower for example but that is a specific type of game that only speaks to a certain type of gamer it does not speak to everyone and i think demon souls and marvel spider-man Miles Morales are much more mainstream in that sense, even though it is weird to call Demon's Souls mainstream, but I, st I still think it is more mainstream than Flower. And then sports games like FIFA and NBA, those games are still available nowadays on the PS5. It's just that back then they had better scores than they have now. But yeah, I think that all in all, the PS5 launch lineup is the best lineup compared to to the ps4 i think it's the best out of those two lineups so i think up until now the ps5 launch is doing great when it comes to the games that came out and can you just imagine if we had even more games coming out like for example Sp cyberpunk that would have been crazy but we have to wait some more time for that game i'm very excited about that game so let's talk about other games that came out um this last week but that were not on PS5 specifically, but are playable on PS5 because the PS5 does have backwards compatibility. So some PS4 games that were scored, um, some new PS4 games. I was just talking about old PS4 games from the launch lineup. Let's talk about some new PS4 games. For example, Kingdom Hearts Melody of Memory got a 77 score. So not bad at all. It's a music-oriented uh, Kingdom Hearts game, which is kind of weird, but... Welcome to the world of Kingdom Hearts, I guess. Then Black uh, Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War got a 79, so lower than the score on the PS5. Then the Pathless 75, also lower than on the PS5. The Bugsnax game uh, got an 80, and on the PlayStation 5 it got um, a lower score. This is actually different to the other games that I was just talking about, which is interesting. My Marvel Spider-Man Miles Morales is right now sitting on a 85 score. So the same score as on PlayStation 5. Then we have Sakuna of Rise and Ruin, 81. Then we have the 13 remake, which looks terrible. Terrible! And that has a 44 score on Metacritic, which, yeah, deservedly so. The devs are trying to improve the game, but, I mean, they definitely should have not released the game in this state. It looks terrible. Then we have Yakuza Like a Dragon with an 84. It got an 86 on the Xbox Series X. Let's not forget that, but it is playable on the PS5 with the PS4 edition and the, um, the PS5 version will come out in March. So if you want to play Yakuza Like a Dragon, the next gen version, then you will have to wait until March if you own a PlayStation 5. Then we have a game that I already talked about also last week and there might be some other games. I don't know if I talked about Yakuza Like a Dragon for the PS4 already last week. But it doesn't matter, I will still just 
say this uh, again. Um, I definitely talked about Fuser. I know that. And I will say it again. It got an 81 score. And it is. it looks amazing. I still haven't gotten a chance to play it. But it looks amazing if you are into harmonics uh, games like, uh, you know, th those music games like Rock Band, Guitar Hero, DJ Hero, all of those games. If you are into that type of stuff, this looks to be for you, but even better, in my opinion. From the looks of it, it looks even better than those games. And then, of course, Assassin's Creed Valhalla with an 80 rating, which um, is much lower, but still a great rating but much lower than the 85 rating on the Xbox Series X, which is interesting. So let's see what it gets then on the PS5, if it is uh, those next-gen graphics making the difference here, or the loading times. So looks like an interesting game, definitely, and I, I wasn't expecting it to get such high scores. I was expecting it to get good scores, but not as high as they ended up being. I um, am interested in seeing what this game is able to offer but as of now the the characters and the world do not have me so interested as I was with Assassin's Creed Odyssey and I've said this multiple times on other episodes so I I will end it just here I won't talk about it anymore but that's just my opinion on this game and what I will also end here is the episode because that's it that's the exit I hope you enjoyed the show and tune in into the next one and before I finish this episode let me just tell you that i will be doing a lot of ps5 coverage you can check me out over on instagram just search for silfera or on youtube generation playstation gen ps or silfera as well but i will be putting those links into the description of this episode so it's easier for you to check it out and i will do some playstation 5 coverage i've already done some videos that i will be uploading of the DualSense unboxing and also the unboxing of Marvel's Spider-Man Miles Morales. And when I get my hands on the PS5, of course, I will also be doing a ton of stuff regarding that console. So if you're interested in seeing some more coverage from me, then you can definitely check out those channels, Instagram and YouTube. But yes, that's it. I hope you enjoyed it. As I said already, I hope you enjoyed the show. And until next time, keep on playing.